0: I was in Israel from from Yaakov Golinski he came and spoke there this was a time in the early 1980s when the Ayatollah Khomeini had recently taken over in Iran causing tremendous bedlam there and the yeshiva in Isra was very instrumental in bringing over many, many Iranian boys who were studying the yeshiva there. And they ended up becoming, many of these became the Rabbanim. I know in Atlanta, a friend of mine is a Rav there now. Rabbanim all around. So Yaakov Guglinson came to the yeshiva and he spoke in Yiddish. And all the boys from Iran didn't speak Yiddish. And the boys from Forest Hill over here also didn't speak Yiddish. So he gave this shmooz, in the side room, mostly for the Iranians and the Mesiris Nefesh that they were really putting in, leaving their family, leaving everything and trying to start anew. But I think it's something that applies to us very much also. We look around the world, we believe in God, and we understand and we expect that he should run this world in an orderly fashion. We expect God to keep his house in order. Person tries hard, person puts out, a person makes effort. We want to see that person rewarded. Right? A term that's used here in a lot that Mesiris Nefesh equals Siata A person makes Mesiris Nefesh, he tries hard, makes a serious effort, he will get Siata he will get the help from heaven, and he will succeed. And that is something, certainly here in the yeshiva, that we see very, very clearly. I always say that there's an incredibly, a nes nice nigla, a revealed miracle that happens here every single year. And that is that we have students who study here, let's say, for two years. And let's say for the first 17, 18 years of their, of their lives, they might not have been applying themselves to their learning in such a serious fashion, let's just say perhaps. And then they study here for two years and they go off to yeshivas and they're sitting there learning together with guys who have been learning seriously since they've been five years old. And our guys sit down with them and they hammer it out, they argue it out, and they're peers, they're equals. It's incredible. How does it happen in two years? How does two years equal 19 years? Simple. Mesiraz Nathesh equals siyatadishmayah. Because you work hard, you put all of your kishkas into it, you really, really put your heart into it, and all of a sudden you see, hey, you're soaring. And you're up there with other people your age, even though they've been doing this their whole lives. So again, we expect God to keep his house in order. We expect God to make this world make sense to us. Yet, we learned an episode in bracious I don't know if it hit all of us, but we learned about an episode in Bratius which totally contradicts this whole assumption that God keeps this place in order. We know that all of the Imahos, Sarah, <coughs> Rachel, Leah and Bill and Zilpah, they all knew through prophecy that there were going to be a sum total of 12 tribes. And that's why when Leah is the first to give birth, Shim, Reuben, Shimon, and then Levi is born. Why does she name him Levi? Ishi. Now my husband will come to me. I've done my part. Four wives, 12 Shvatim, three each. I did my three. I'm set. I've done my part. Oh, pictures later, please. Okay, I've done my part. A fourth child is born, Yehuda. Why does she name him Yehuda? Right? Hodah, thanks. What's the special thanks? Right? What's the special thanks? She has extra. She has more than her portion. At that point, she starts giving birth, and then Dan and Naphtali are born to one of the maidservants. God and Asher are born to the other one. At this point, eight tribes are born. Leah has four. Rachel has none. Each of the maidservants have two. Leah gets pregnant. Yisachar. Leah gets pregnant. His birth again. Zvulin. At this point, Leah has half of Klai Yisrael coming out of her. Six of the twelve Shvatim are hers. What an incredible z'chus. Half of Klai Yisrael is coming out of this one woman. Absolutely incredible. Each of the maid servants have two, leaving a sum maximum total of two tribes that can come out from Rachel. It's getting a little bit, getting a little tight, a little uncomfortable. What happens? Leah gets pregnant. Wow, what a chance, what an opportunity! More than half of Klai Yisrael, seven tribes could come out from Leah. Incredible. What is chus? For Dori Doris, all generations, more than half of Klai has come from her. But she makes a calculation. She dons a din. Calculation, simple mathematics. I have seven. Seven plus two plus two, each of the maidservants. Eleven. Rachel is left with one tribe. Rachel, my sister. Rachel, the one who gave me the signs in order that I shouldn't be humiliated and able to marry Yaakov, that very same Rachel will be left with a sum total maximum of one tribe. Can't be. She couldn't allow that to happen to her sister. So she davened into Hashem, that it should become a girl. And even though it was after 40 days, from the time conception, it was changed to a girl. And this girl was named Dina because of this din that she done's. Because of this calculation that she made, she named this girl Dina. Incredible. Look what she gave up. More than half of Klai Yisrael could have come from her, and she gave it up. She gave it up for the sake of her sister. Beautiful. Heartwarming. God, keep your house in order. Right? If this is what went in to this young lady, we would imagine the nachas, the pleasure that Leah is going to get from this girl. She'll be the light of her eyes. She'll be the warmth of her heart for her whole life. She'll look at Dina and she'll get such pleasure, such hana, such warmth radiating out, radiating out from Dina. And we read a little further, and Dina gets raped. Dina gets raped. This is how the house is set in order. Dina gets raped by Shem ben Hamor. Right, Without going into details about the son, the father's name was Chamor, Kishmo Kahu. as his name. That's what he was. The chamor And the son of a donkey rapes Dina. This is the great reward from heavens that Hashem has paid back Dina for the beautiful, beautiful compassion that she showed her sister. And it gets worse. The Medrash says that a child, a daughter, was born from this very unholy union of Donkey Son and Dina. Yakov said, if you stop this script at this point, it doesn't make sense. Not only doesn't it make sense, it bothers us, it upsets us. So many people go through life with such anger. If there's a God, why did this happen? Why does this happen? Why do young people suffer? Why is there so much pain in the world? We all have difficulties. We look around the world, and the world is one nasty place. There's a lot of nasty things going on there. And many people who have difficulties believing in God say, I'd rather not believe in God than believe that God is running this nasty place. I'd rather not believe in God at all. As always, any questions that we have, any questions we have are only questions because we see a very small part of the picture. The Medjish continues. And it says that this daughter, this daughter of Dina was a disgrace to the house of Yaakov, such a disgrace the brothers wanted to murder her, get rid of her. How can we have Yaakov Avinu, the Bechir us? the chosen of the others, Yaakov Avinu, has a granddaughter from a donkey son. Sick. Crazy. This can't exist. This can't be. They wanted to erase her. Get rid of her. Yaakov didn't allow it. At the same time, Yaakov was not going to allow her to be running around the house with the other kids either. And instead, he took a necklace. On this necklace, he wrote the name of God, put it around her neck, and he sent her off. The measure says, the Malach, I think the Malach Gavriel came and brought her down to Mitzrayan where she was adopted by a family that couldn't have any children. There was someone by the name, who was known as Saris Paro. Saris means an officer. Saris also means a person who's unable to have children. His name was Potiphar. who's unable to have any children. They adopted this young girl, and they named her Asnas. Now, the wife of Potiphar, we remember, tried to seduce Yosef. And that parsha is written right next to the whole parsha of Tamar, who had relations with Yehuda, out from which came the Melach HaMashiach. And Chazal tells us, Rashi brings it, the reason these two parshias are next to one another is because both of them had kavanas HaShem Shemayim. Tamar had kavanas intentions HaShem Shemayim, and the wife of Potiphar also had intentions HaShem Shemayim. How's that? Because she had seen through her stargazing that out from her was going to come descendants through Yosef. So she thought it was her. She was mistaken. It was through her daughter, Asnat, who married Yosef and gave birth to two sons, Manasha and Ephraim. And when Yaakov comes down to Mitzrayim, he calls in Yosef, and Menashe and Ephraim come in, and he tells, Yo- he tells, Yo- he tells Yosef, Menashe and Ephraim have the din of Shvatim. They have the same din as the other tribes. They are like Ruvain and Shimon. So ultimately, Leah made incredible Messiris Nefesh. She gave up a tribe. She could have had this child, not been It could have been a boy. It could have been an extra tribe. And she gave that up. Incredible. Such compassion for her sister. She gave it up. And what came back in the end? What did she get back in, in place of that? She got two tribes. She got Menashe and Ephraim. The score is always settled. The balance is always even at the end. But you can't stop in the middle. You stop in the middle, you have these big questions. God, why, 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 why? What were these little puny things walking around over here who see a small part of the picture? The Gemara says, the Gemara Yuma, teaches us a famous famous cloud, bo le-taher oso. The person wants to become tahor, wants to really improve messayin oso. He gets pushed, he gets helped. you want to make yourself tame, you want to defile yourself, you're not going to get pushed. But postkinlo. The opportunity will be left open for you. If you want it, you can take it. You want to become Tahor? You get pushed. You get pushed in that direction, you get helped. You want to make yourself tame, dirty, sick, do it yourself. It's there. It's open. It's there for the taking, but you take it if you want. <clears throat> then, Devera Bishmal gives us a mushel. Lama to what can we compare this? A person's got a store. In this store, he sells a parsimon, which has a delicious fragrance, and he sells neft, kerosene, which stinks. A person comes and asks for neft, he tells him, help yourself. Second aisle to the left and the back. Help yourself. Someone comes to get some of that of parsimon. He says to him, wait for me. I will measure it out with you. I'll pour it out. You'll hold the cup to, 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 to receive it. is That way we'll both get the nice fragrance. So asked, what's the mashal telling me? Rabbi Yishmael is coming to tell us a story. I already know the halacha. We already said the rule. You want to become ta'or, you get helped. You want to become tamay, help yourself. It's open for you. So what's he telling me, this story? Oh, now I understand it a lot better. Now I understand, oh, since there's a store where they're selling a parsimon and they're selling kerosene, and the guy tells the person who wants the neft, the kerosene, take it yourself. And the guy who tells the person who wants the parsimon, here, I'll help you. Now I understand it better. What's he doing? Why is he telling me stories? But let's hear it again. neft, the person who wants kerosene, help yourself. Bolim Aparsimon. The person comes to get the Aparsimon. Omar he says to him, Hamtainli. Hamtainli, wait for me. A And then I will dish it out together with you. Hamtainly means wait for me. That's what Rabbi Shmol is telling us over here. We all have questions on this Gemara. We all have questions on this rule. We all have questions on this world. We all have questions on God. I tried. I tried to become Tahar. I made some effort. Where's the help? It hasn't come. If I haven't, this guy certainly has. And then look at all the pain he went through. We all have questions on this Gemara. We all have questions on God. Rabbi Ishmael comes to give us a marshal to tell us a story about a person with a store. And the key of the story is, "Hamtainly, wait for me. We don't get to see everything right away. All that God has planned is not there for us to see. All that went into us. Who we were before we were here. Who we were. What role did we have in this world before we were born as the person we were born now. Everyone says that our generation is Gilgal after Gilgal after Gilgal. Just about every one of us sitting here are Gilgulin. We've been here before. And we're here in this world to correct something. That's why we're back. It didn't go as well as it could have last time around. If it would have, we wouldn't be here together in the same room tonight. We're all here for a reason. Who knows? Who knows what we're here to correct? Who knows what we're here to do? Who knows what we need to go through in order that we don't have to be here another time around? you got to wait. You can't wait. You can't be sitting here and expect to understand everything. Expect to understand the whole story. Chavz Chaim gives a marshal of a person. A person that it's a Rachmanus. This guy, this guy can't make a living. Whatever he does, whatever he tries, it goes sour. Studies, school, has his degree, doesn't go. Tries this business, doesn't go. The stock market's up. He went into the NASDAQ last year in April. Everyone else is making a killing, bang. He loses all of his money. Whatever this guy does, bang, it's gone. I didn't mention the NASDAQ, that was my own. Whatever this guy does, bang, it's gone. He cannot make a living. And he's going through his whole life and he's so frustrated. He sees his next door neighbor over here and over there. Everyone's living a nice life. Everyone's got it good. I, mean, I, was in, I was in the States this past summer. I was in Muncie. And we passed by this house. It was a beautiful, beautiful house. Really a beautiful house. And I said, I was walking with my brother-in-law, and I said, my heart breaks for the owner of that house. It was such a nice house. Anywhere else it would have been a beautiful house. But on either side of that house, his neighbors had built the most incredible palace castles I had ever seen. So my, my heart breaks for this guy. Every time he goes into his house, he, he paid four or $500,000 for that house. And he looks around and he says, oh, look at my house compared to that. This guy, right, we look around this world, it's always difficult. And this guy, no matter where he looked, everyone was doing better than him. And he was miserable, miserable, miserable. God, why are you doing this to me? And one night he had a dream. He had a dream that was such a vivid dream because he saw himself. He saw himself exactly as he was. And he saw himself going before the Beis Din Shelmala after having lived a life, very, very comfortable life, a life of excess, a life of luxury, and a life where he was very, very stingy and unwilling to share what he had with anyone else. And the Bezin Shalmalah, he was watching a replay of, of the judgment that he had gone through before the present life that he was in now. And the Bazin Shalmalah said he's got to go back just as wealthy as he was before, and this time open his heart and open his hands and help other people. And he started begging the Beis in Granted, I was terrible when it came to Tzedakah. I was terrible when it came to Chesed. But other mitzvahs I did. I was learning, Tefillin, sitzis, Shabbos. I was doing all those things. Let me at least be helped by the merit of those things. Let me at least be helped by the merit of those things that when I come back to this world, I won't have that same difficult test of having so much which would make it so hard for me to give others. Please, let me come back to this world without money. Let me come back with difficulty. Let me come back in a way that I can't hold a job, that I won't make the money. My investments will go sour. Whatever I turn to won't go well. Don't give me that same Nesaliyah. Make it easier for me. At least what I've gone through so far, let it help me to make the Nesaliyah that much easier. If I don't have so much I'll be able to relate and understand how others are feeling. And whatever I do have, it'll be that much easier for me to share with them. And he's begging, begging, begging in Shemayim. And finally, finally, the heavenly court says to him, You got it. Okay. Fair enough. We're gonna grant you your wish. With our compassion and kindness. We're going to grant you that which you are begging for, and we will allow you to come back to this world as a person who will stay poor, who won't make that right investment, who won't hit it big, who will always have it rough. We look around this world, and things don't seem to make sense. Imagine you you go to a movie with your friends, it's a three-hour movie. You're sitting there for an hour, an hour and twenty minutes. Finally, the, another guy was supposed to meet you. He walks in, He sits down. What's happening, guys? Shh, just, just watch the movie. Shh. What's happening, guys? What, why is he doing that? Shh. We'll explain to you soon. Just shh, watch the movie. Why is he? Why is she doing that? Why did he say that? What's going on over here? You know. This is a stupid movie. I'm getting out of here. So you turn to me and say, Please, the door is right there. Please, just keep your mouth closed and go. Jerk. You can't walk in after an hour and a half and expect to know what's going to happen. You don't know what happened so far. You don't know what's going to happen. How can you pass judgment over what's happening now? That's the lesson of Rabbi Yishmael. Hamtenli, wait for me. Karshparuchu is running the world. We have enough instances around us where we see, we see how beautifully the score is settled. Not just the case of Dina, not just the case of Leia and Ashvatim. In our own lives, we've seen so many times how things have worked out so beautifully. We've made the effort. Hamtainly, let's have the patience and the wisdom to understand that there are many things in this world that we don't understand. But Hamtainly, ultimately, ultimately, everyone will have that clarity, that beautiful clarity, and that warmth that comes with the understanding how a Kodesh Baruch Hu is caringly and lovingly running every step of this world and guiding us towards that which is best for us and for the world.